0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Smell Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boating. This week, I'm excited to share with you all an interview with Amy grubish Belfiori. She has an osmia that was acquired in a unique way. I'll let Amy tell her own story. So here's our interview. Hi, Amy. Welcome to The Smell Podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today?
1: Very well. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Great. So today, I just wanted to chat with you a little bit more. You're one of the very first inaugural um, listeners who (laughs) sent in your story, which I appreciate. And I just wanted to talk with you more um, for the listeners. So can we start off? Can you tell us about yourself? Sure.
1: Um, I am the oldest of seven kids. I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin about a half hour east of the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. I currently live in the Twin Cities now. I have two stepdaughters, a daughter, a son-in-law, and two grandchildren.
0: I, I have uh, interacted with you a little bit via email, and your grandkids sound very adorable.
1: They are. I babysat them yesterday for a full day by myself, and I was exhausted. And,
0: <laughs> and the only thing I was
1: grateful for was I couldn't smell the poopy diapers.
0: Right. I have. Um, we recently moved over here to the East Coast from Idaho, but I have 10-month-old um, twin nieces. Oh. And that was always, that's our uh, anosmia superpower, right? <laughs> yeah. Ch- changing the diapers.
1: <laughs> yes, it is.
0: So can you share with us, what is your anosmia story?
1: Sure. Um, kind of in a nutshell, about a couple years ago, I was noticing I was having sinus headaches and I was losing my sense of smell. And I thought if I could just get rid of these darn sinus headaches, I could smell. And I went through several lo- levels of doctoring finally found out through an MRI that I had a very large olfactory bulb meningioma. It's a benign tumor that was located right behind the bridge of my nose. And that was causing the pain and slowly eating my olfactory nerve. And that's why I was losing my smell. Mm. I had surgery a little over a year ago, and they got it out, and it was benign. But the thing completely ate my bulb, and I'll never be able to smell again.
0: Did they tell you why or how that that comes about, the meningioma?
1: Um, They're not sure what causes them. They seem to prefer middle-aged white ladies, which, okay, great. (laughs) Right. And it's not from anything you eat or drink or anything. It's just it grows in the lining of the brain, and there's several different um, common spots for them. And lucky me, I was in the 8% window of the ones that decide to grow on the olfactory bulb.
0: Well, I'm so grateful that they got it out for you, but that still is awful.
1: Yes. it. Now that I'm all recovered and gone through rehab and I'm back to work full time and everything, I, I feel like I should be totally grateful. But now that that's passed me and I still can't smell and I know I never will be able to smell again, it's very depressing.
0: Yeah. So... When you were having those sinus headaches, I guess, were you able to tell at that point that you couldn't smell, or what, what was that moment like for you, the defining moment of figuring it out?
1: Yeah, the defining moment was we were at my brother's cabin, and my nieces were goofing around, and they bumped into some gas burners, and everyone started screaming about the gas smell, and I was like, I, I don't smell anything, and mm-hmm. they looked at me like, are you nuts? This is awful. And I, again, thought, well, it's just because I'm all stuffed up with these darn sinus headaches.
0: (laughs) Right. So as an anosmic, an acquired anosmic, how important is texture for you in the food that you choose to eat?
1: That is an excellent question. It has become one of my shining moments. I mean, I have always liked any kinds of food, but now texture is very important, like a baggie of raw veggies and ranch is a great treat for me because I can feel the veggies and the the, the tanginess or bitterness of the ranch is, is pretty fun.
0: And how do you figure out if your food has gone bad?
1: That's another great question. Um, I hadn't really thought about it until one day I pulled out a little container of yogurt and I eat a lot of yogurt and sometimes the top looks a little separated and you just it's watery, so you mix it. But I thought, you know, this one doesn't look right at all. So I turned the container to the side and looked at the date and realized it was a month old. Mm. I had no idea. And As I asked my husband, I said, here, smell this. And he kind of made a little gagging face. And I thought, oh, I almost ate this. I would not have known.
0: Yeah, I've, I've definitely done that before. Ugh. Where I am... Um... I tend to be very cautious about the foods that I eat, even if it looks like it might be okay, just because I don't trust it, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's frightening when you think about it because we don't because we can't smell, we also don't have very much taste.
0: Right. Yeah, that flavor perception is off. How is it like having your husband available to be your nose for you?
1: He's wonderful. Um, I ask, I worry so much now. Like, what if our house smells funny? And he'll say, no, trust me, you clean a lot, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he is good about saying, here, honey, you need a breath mint. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, I will never yell at you ever again for telling me if I smell funny. Um, and also the food. Um, sometimes, you know, you in the years past, you buy like a package of chicken and you open it up and it's like, ugh, this is off. But it looks fine. So I'm so paranoid of that. And I just, he's my, you know, instead of a seeing eye dog, he's my smelling nose dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm very like, I, uh, I'm very paranoid about chicken. Ugh. So, so yeah. I think I always overcook it um, <laughs> was in its own. That's its own sad thing. <laughs> so what's your most memorable anosmia experience well <laughs> this or is funniest. Make,
1: this is this is going to be funny. Uh, this past Fourth of July weekend we had all gone up to my brother's cabin and my daughter had the two kids and they don't have garbage service so we either have to burn it or bring it home. So in the furnace room it was a kitchen garbage bag full of diapers from two children from four days. We had this bag of poop. It was gross. Yeah. And so we're getting ready to go home and I had the furnace door open and I squished the bag to get the air out so I could tie it. And my daughter walked by and she almost threw up. <laughs> I said, Well, we'll just tie it to the top of the van until we get home. But then what we ended up doing is, okay, we found a dumpster in town and we ditched the bag of poopy diapers. <laughs> so that was my that was like, I'm the only one that could do this awful job because I cannot
0: smell. Yeah. I always wonder like which jobs, like which occupations it would be beneficial to have an for. And I definitely think like sanitation worker would be one of them.
1: Yeah. Because we can't smell. I mean, I, I I would love to get rich from this, but I have no idea what that would be. (laughs)
0: Let me know if you find out. (laughs) (laughs) So when smell comes up in daily life, with either your family, they're probably no by now. Um, if they're like my family, they may forget and still say stuff about smell. But I guess when smell comes up in daily life for you around people that you don't know as well, do you take the time to explain to them that you can't smell?
1: I, I you know, it depends on the situation. Um, I know what you mean about the people, co-workers and family do forget. And sometimes I lie and just say, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, that smells really good or I say I point to my nose and tap it and then they you know get this look of horror. Oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, no, don't feel I don't want pity. I just want you to remember. Right. Um and if I tell someone new there's the you know, the 10 most common questions. Oh, but can you still taste? And oh, you probably for sure could smell a skunk. And you know, it goes on and on and sometimes I have the energy and sometimes I just don't.
0: Right. We should compile a list of the top 10. <laughs> Really. So my next question is, would you consider that your anosmia is having a a disability?
1: I do. I really do. I I call, I refer to myself as having a silent disability. Mm -hmm. Um, If we were blind, we would wear glasses and have a cane or a dog. You know, if you're deaf, we'd be doing sign language. My nose works. It just doesn't smell. And I think about, you know, my job is... I am a county tax assessor and I go into a lot of residential homes and I've been thinking recently what if there was gas in a home or something toxic chemicals or mold I I wouldn't be able to smell it and so that makes me nervous now really kind of kind of creepy.
0: Yeah definitely Um, I, I like how you say silent for me I chose the adjective of invisible Mm, hmm. Yeah, it's that invisible disability because you can't tell that there's anything wrong. Um, no. I think that because you can't tell, maybe it's taken less seriously. What do you think?
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. When I go in to see my neurosurgeon for my checkups, he'll say, how are you doing? And one of the first things I always say is this anosmia is horrible. And he always gets real nervous and kind of like poo-poos it and i just think you, you no one gets it unless you have to live in this glass bubble looking at the rest of the world happening and you're not 100% engaged
0: yeah so what is the hardest part for you about having an osmia
1: the hardest part is when i have the days where it really hits me there's no hope this mm-hmm. is never ever coming back um, I have this bottle of perfume my husband gave me when we got married on our dresser, and I so wish I could smell that perfume. I wish I could smell the grandbabies' heads. I wish I could smell when I'm cooking to see if it's okay, I, it's, it, and I almost want to cry, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do. It's a cycle. I, I'm in denial, and then I cry, get angry, and I cry, and then I'm
0: fine. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like you're describing me. <laughs> <laughs> I have those days as well. Ugh. For the most part, it's pretty... I'm pretty... I'm sure you are as well, but for the most part, I'm pretty good at just kind of going with the flow and not paying that much attention to it. Yeah. And then some days I'm just like, wow, this is really sh-.
1: It is. It's horrible. <laughs> and no one quite gets it. And for me, they keep saying, Wow, well, you survived brain surgery. And your tumor was benign. And I'm thinking, you know, yeah, but you don't know how horrible living in the glass house is. Not knowing. And then also being afraid of what might hurt you.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully being able to talk to other people like, like you, me and you, hopefully that's helpful.
1: It is very helpful. I've found a Facebook page with, Thousands of other people, and they join every day and they say, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I found you people. You guys get it. You understand. And it's a, a peer group that has been extremely comforting.
0: Yeah. Uh, are you part of Osmix of the World Unite? Uh, no, I have not
1: heard of that one.
0: That's another one that you should check out online. Um, Definitely. It is on Facebook. And then there's like acquired Anosnia and Parosnia, and then living well with Osnia. So there's quite a few.
1: Yes, it's, it's nice.
0: So with the holidays here, how have your holiday celebrations changed for you since you've become an OSMIC?
1: Oh, boy. Um,
0: is that a loaded question? <laughs>
1: no, it's actually pretty good because we are getting close to Christmas. Christmas is a big deal in my giant family. My husband and I are hosting this year, and... I used to get really fussy about what type of scented candles will I have and lotions and soaps, pretty soaps, in the bathroom for everyone. And I'm at the store at looking at all the selections and the tester bottles, and I get overwhelmed, and I start to tear up. And I I panicked. I didn't buy anything.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, and I, I don't bake as much as I used to. You know, I do a few things that my grandma passed down, but the food is not as it, it, food is a huge deal in my giant family. We're all really good cooks, but not being able to 100% join in with everyone and you just put on the happy face because that's what we do. It's, it's tough.
0: Yeah. I know for me, like walking into places that are supposed to trigger Christmas sensations, like, um, I guess, what would be an example? Like maybe the mall, like outside oh, where they have like the Christmas tree or the yeah. perfume section and things like that. It just feels very clinical.
1: Yeah, it's very, I, I got a bunch of Bed, Bath & Beyond. No, no, not Bed, Bath & Beyond. What's the other one? Um,
0: Bath & Body Works?
1: But yes, Bath & Body Works coupons for all the stuff. And I was like, okay. This means nothing to me. So I gave it to a coworker. I said, here, how would, would you like this? And she was ecstatic. And then she said, oh, but you are you sure? And I just said, yes. And I turned around because, again, I was starting to tear up a little bit because I used to love going in there.
0: Yeah. Or the smell of a Christmas tree, for example. <gasps> yes. I miss yes. that.
1: We uh, were up at my brother's cabin a couple weeks ago, and he had cut down some trees that had overgrown, and we got a wood chipper, and we were throwing all these pine boughs in the wood chipper, and my sister-in-law said, oh, it smells like Christmas in our yard. And I just took a deep breath, and I just said, uh-huh, hmm Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah. So, I guess with that in mind, like, what are some of your strategies for dealing with those things, like those little moments during the day where it feels kind of like a like a paper cut, like somebody mentions the smell and it kind of hurts a little bit. Do you have anything that you're able to do that helps you cope with that?
1: Sure. And I really like the paper cut analogy. I mean, you're not going to bleed to death, but they sure sting. Right. I usually, I guess I just fake it, you know, fake it till you make it. And then You know, if it's really bad, I'll just go for a walk or I make myself think, okay, you survived a brain tumor. You have a happy family. You have a good job. You know, just you have a nice big family, lots of friends. And I just try to make myself count my blessings to try and not let the anosmia take over who I am.
0: I think that. I think, uh, I don't know the best way to say this, but it's okay to feel upset about it. And I'm saying that to you as much as I am to myself. Because I think we feel guilty when we think about how our lives are supposed to be so great. And they are. And everything is amazing that we feel bad that we're still upset about this one thing. Yes. But I think, it, I think it's okay. Like, yes. I think we have permission I, to be upset.
1: We do. Uh, I see a therapist and... She said, I have to think of it as a death and go through the grieving. And she said, you know, you're still, you know, early on, it was the denial and then the anger. And she said, eventually, I think over time, you'll learn to rise above it and not let it, not let it get me because I'm strong. I'm here. I just
0: can't smell. (laughs) Yeah. So what would you like, um, people who have a sense of smell. And I found out that they're actually called normosmics. What oh. would you like them to know about what it's like having an osmia? I
1: would like them to not pity me, but just realize that things are different for me and to help me. You know, if I am, if I forgot a pan on the stove and something's burning, please help me. Or if there's something I shouldn't eat, please help me or get me out of danger. Yeah. So that I, I might need to be taken care of, but I just want to be treated normally. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then my last question for you is, how can listeners get a hold of you?
1: Sure. Um, I'm on Facebook or um, Hotmail. My, my Hotmail address is one word, globehome at Hotmail, G-L-O-B-E, home at Hotmail or my name is Amy Grubish Belfiori on Facebook. Can you spell Grubish? Sure. G R U B I S H. And my last name is Belfiore. Belfiori. B E L F I O R I.
0: Awesome. Do you have anything else you'd like to end with? Um, ah, uh, yes, actually. I think that
1: your podcast and other websites and everything helping to get the word out because I know myself, I had never heard of this funny word anosmia until it happened to me. And the world needs to know that we're out there and it's just something that's confusing and scary and sometimes funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today, Amy.
1: Sure. I appreciate it.
0: A huge thanks to Amy for agreeing to be interviewed for the podcast. You can follow her on Facebook by searching for her name, Amy Grubish Belfiore, which is spelled A M Y Space G-R-U-B-I-S-H space B E L F I O R I. Or you can send her an email at globehome at hotmail.com. There's going to be another great conference focused on smell and taste disorders this coming year in May 2019 in Gainesville, Florida. If you live around the area or you want an excuse to come and visit sunny Florida, check out their website which is www.smelltaste.org. Make sure that you bookmark their page and keep an eye out because more detailed information should be posted in January 2019 and I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to attend. As always, please let me know what you thought about today's episode. What topics would you like to see covered in the future? I'm really interested in doing some interviews with people who have different types of smell disorders, including parosmia, phantosmia, or hyposmia. In addition, anybody with anosmia, of course. I want to represent everybody's smell disorder stories, so if you have a story that you'd like to share or if you'd like to be interviewed for the podcast, please email me at thesmellpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at thesmellpodcast. Also, if you're interested in financially supporting the show, you can now do so by clicking on the link in the episode description. I appreciate any support. Until next time, have a great day.